Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. In the spring 2014 issue, in the Friends in the Fast Lane department, we show a Kansas artist who was so moved by the 1916 Midland Trail tour guide that he began painting scenes mentioned in the book. Now people like our guest, Joe Northern of the Solomon Valley Highway 24 Heritage Alliance, are making that nearly century-old driving guide come alive. Joan is the president of that association, and right here, she shares the story behind their efforts to rediscover the forgotten transcontinental Midland Trail. Joan will share the vision that she and her associates have for restoring the awareness of this remarkable homemade link between oceans that sprang up in the early days of touring cars. To spur that effort on, the Alliance is going to showcase the historic Midland Trail Guide at the Kansas Sampler Festival, May 3rd through the 4th in Wamego, Kansas. For more information about that festival, visit kansassampler.org slash festival. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. In the spring issue of American Road Magazine, one of the articles that we had in our Friends in the Fast Lane was about a very interesting project going on in Kansas. And with us right now is a woman who was spoken of in that article, Joan Nothert, who is a president of the Solomon Valley Highway 24 Heritage Alliance. And Joan, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Joan, it was fascinating to see that your passion about the Midland Trail seems to have led to some really exciting things that are unfolding right now. And as a matter of fact, this first weekend in May are going to be turning into something of the Sampler Festival going on in uh, Wamego, Kansas. So tell us, first of all, about your your interest in this Midland Trail and how that all began. Well, it's been a process of discovery. About a dozen years ago, the communities in the Solomon Valley came together and wanted to urge people to travel east-west and visit the small towns in this area. And one of our first projects was to study the history of the road. And at that time, we discovered that at one time, it had been named the first the Red Line Division of the Midland Trail, and then it became the Roosevelt Midland Trail. That's what a Heritage Alliance does. It does some... Yeah background work and some digging. Right, pulls all those things together. But, I mean, where where did the interest in all this start? Was it kind of like saying we've got this cultural heritage here and uh, I'm going to guess it's what, north-central Kansas? We're north-central and we move into northwest Kansas, too, okay. because the alliance covers about 150 to 200 miles of Highway 24. I got you. And so the Solomon, it, it, Solomon Valley would be like a geographical area there across that northern part of Kansas? It, it runs east-west, and it is Solomon River flows through it. I'm curious about where you started getting interested in this, Joan. Well, we found a Midland Trail guidebook that uh. had been printed in 1916. But before that, the history of my town, I live in Glasgow, Kansas. Uh-huh. Uh, my town figured in it because when you talk about the 1912, 13, 1914 period, you're talking about a time when roads were a local responsibility. Yes. And local town builder, uh, boosters not only got out and helped build the roads, it was the local farmers who dragged them, and 
what you had was a dirt highway network that slowly um, tied yeah. towns together. Fascinating. Yeah, it was a real communal effort putting those roads in, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And since that logging and creating the Midland Trail, which is a trail that goes from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco, that logging period was right there in 1913, 1914. This is 2014. Wow. You can see the 100-year recognition kind of coming up and saying, this is something to recognize. Oh, absolutely. This is the first I've heard of a Midland Trail that stretched all the way from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco. Was it kind of a network of these smaller roads? Well, there was a, an association that drove the route and logged it and then printed the guidebook. Ah. But can I confess something to you? You are like everyone else here in Kansas. Nobody remembers it. Yeah. And is there really a reason for that? In 1926, the numbered highways That's right. replaced the named highways. So right. it was really a decade where the painted poles, uh, orange, black, orange was the, the signage mm-hmm. of the Midland Trail. That decade is when the, you know, the named sure. highways really were in their uh, most prominent time. Right. Uh, we've uh, we've done a number of them, uh, looking at trails that now have, as you said, numbered highways. Um, yeah, and you can understand where uh, many of these roads had different names in different places, and and it kind of made sense to pull them all together into uh, a national system to tie the the, the country together. We're talking with uh, Joan Northern, who is the president of the Solomon Valley Highway Twenty Four Heritage Alliance. And uh, the word alliance, as you said, implies there's a lot of different groups that are involved in this. And it's more than just about highways, isn't it? It's about tying the cultures together that are there in Kansas. Exactly. That's the purpose of our organization. And we saw a a service opportunity in kind of lifting up the history of, of the road, the Midland Trail. What are some of the things... Joan, for you, that you've discovered as you've uh, been involved in this process that were kind of a, well, something you never imagined about your area of Kansas or about this trail? I'll go back to the to the trail preface where they point out uh, the reason people want to travel, and this is on dirt roads across the country, <laughs> is to discover what a great country they had. You know, yeah. this was the first time people were free to get off the trains and go in their own way. That's true. Just that sense of awe, and then the next paragraph in the guide says, of course, you need this equipment, and they go on to list all of the chains and pulleys (laughs) and wires and things that every vehicle should have. And a horse. (laughs) That's just it. It's just next to it. Yeah, it, it really... So there's something about people wanting to do something wonderful, even though it's very difficult. Yeah. And then, built into the log, there's a whole list of all the places along the way where there's someone to give you help. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Uh, yeah. Uh, there would be a Midland Trail headquarters identified in each town along the way across the country. Marvelous. So, you don't know. I find that charming. You can be really independent. Yes, but all, there's all this help, <laughs> and, and it is. You know, it's interesting. I think in many ways that's kind of typical of the American character, uh, and especially those who pushed west into those wide open areas and broke the sod and you know tamed the land in many ways. That they were um, both very independent 
and willing to take those risks, and yet at the same time, very interdependent. And I guess what you're doing, Joan, in some ways is rekindling that with your your new efforts. Well, maybe. What we're doing in Wamigo at the Sampler Festival, we've called our uh, exhibit and booth there, the Midland Trail Rendezvous, where we're trying to draw together people I've been in contact with to get some excitement. Because our next goal is to try and reach out and make the connection both east and west across the country mm. so that by 2016 we'll have the whole network at least aware of each other. Yes. By 2016. That's a great goal. You've mentioned something, and I want to get this down for those people who are fortunate enough to hear our conversation before the first weekend in May of 2014, and many will hear afterwards. But for those of you fortunate enough, you can look ahead to this coming weekend. I'll speak of it as that May 3rd and 4th, am I right? In the yes. in Wamigo, Kansas. And that is again, where is that in Kansas to give people kind of a general idea? You will be amazed. Well, it's just east of Manhattan, but it is on the Midland Trail. Okay. It's also on Highway 24. Excellent. <laughs> and there's a website that uh, what we'll do to is link to the website for the festival as well. So why don't you just quickly talk about the Sampler Festival that you're going to be part of? They are also celebrating an anniversary. This is the 25th year. The Sampler Festival began in 1990 with... Um, Marcy Penner and her dad doing a book signing on a farm, and it just kept growing where communities come to tell about their towns, uh, what there is to do there, what mm-hmm. the heritage is. Oh, that's of the wonderful. Town. Yeah. And yeah, it, it outgrew their farm. So it's, uh, for the last 18 years, it's been in nine different places for two years at a time. Uh, 125 different towns will be there showing oh, wow. time. I love it. What a great concept that it is. It's a community event, but it's, a, it's an event of communities as well, where people get together to tell the story of their towns. That is marvelous. And this is called the Kansas Sampler Festival, and it'll be taking exactly. place May 3rd and 4th, 2014, in Wamigo, Kansas. And as I said, we will put a uh, link on our uh, page here so that people can you know get a link to the the festival itself and also find out about the the city uh it, it's just fascinating to me that uh i love to hear this when communities are will will get together like this and uh and and invite them to celebrate the, the by the way if you for those of you who need a little bigger map it'll be uh west of kansas city going past topeka am i right and then yes. uh, just past uh, Manhattan, as you said, right? Yes, it's east of Manhattan, so it's before yep. you get to Kansas. So between Topeka, to Kansas, and Manhattan on 24 there. So uh-huh. uh, that's wonderful. Well, Joan, I want to thank you again for uh, providing us with the inspiration for that Friends in the Fastlane article. And I want to keep in touch with you as you pursue the goal in 2016 of connecting these parts of this marvelous Midland Trail. And folks, if you want to find out more about the story of the Midland Trail, then I suggest you get our spring edition of American Road Magazine. And then also I'll put some links in there so you can find out more information about the project. Joan, thank you again so much for being with us and the very best to you and all the rest of your colleagues. Thank you very much. History comes alive every day in Springfield, Illinois. It's interactive time travel fun for the entire family. For more about great getaway packages, call 800-545-7300 or go to 
www.visit-springfieldillinois.com. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Visit us online at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.